This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more. We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more. We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. Hello and a very warm welcome to the SEO Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Sarah, and today is a special episode and that is for a couple of reasons. Unfortunately, it is the season finale. Uh, This is the last episode of the season, but me and Tasman will be back in a few weeks' time with season six. And... As you're all aware, the fabulous Bright Local have been our season sponsor. So big shout out and thanks to them. And that's not all. I am joined by not one, but two guests from Bright Local. Uh, First up, CEO and founder, Miles Anderson, and local SEO expert, Claire Carlisle. Uh, They're gonna join me on this podcast to talk about all things about the importance of company culture and leading through a crisis. So, Welcome. Hello to you both. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Lovely to be here. I mean, it's fabulous to have you both on and yeah, talking A, about a really important subject and B, you're both here representing Bright Local. So that's, uh, that's fabulous. Um, (laughs) I'm enjoying the noises, Claire. I'm enjoying the noises. That's what she's here for. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to do the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at some point in the future, I will be professional enough to have some like buttons that I can press. But hey, I can use you, Claire, if that's all right for sound. You're uh, you will. Definitely. Are you both surviving the current heat and not melting? All right, Clary, how are you doing in Wales? It's um, very warm. It's a bit close. Um, yeah, it's a bit hot in the office. 
Yeah. Uh, I'm in Brighton and it's actually not too bad today. We had a bit of a thunderstorm and that's kind of blown away some of the heat and we've got the, the breeze blowing off the sea. So I think we're better today than we, than we have been the last few days. I do enjoy a thunderstorm. They are quite exciting. The nice yeah. thing about this one is it happened in the middle of the night. And so you got all the rain out the way in the middle of the night we were sleeping. Then we come up and it's, and it's kind of dry again. So it's kind of the ideal, uh, the ideal weather pattern. Yes. Yes. Um, and we were saying beforehand, it's such a British thing to talk about weather, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, to our, uh, so obviously we have listeners from across, across the globe. That's all exciting. But yeah, that's, uh, that's always a thing that us Brits like to talk about the weather because yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, it's common ground. Yeah, it's common ground for us to, uh, to kind of base the rest of the conversation off. I mean, sadly, this episode is not about weather, is it? <laughs> We're not. We're not no. here to talk about that. We talk. We're here to talk about something that is more important, and yes, that is um, company culture and leading through a crisis. So yeah, like, I'm really excited to get stuck in because both very important um, topics and something that I think our audience can resonate with. Um, so let's begin. And my first question is going to be to you, Miles. What does company culture mean to you and why is it important? Um, so this is probably my favourite topic to talk about besides the weather. Um, it's incredibly important to me. And a little bit about Bright Local for those who, who are listening and who don't kind of know us. We've been going for about 14 years. We're headquartered in, in Brighton, but we've got offices in the UK, in Ukraine, in Poland and in the Philippines. We're getting close to 300 people. So that's the, that's the sort of lie of the land in terms of the sort of business. Mm -hmm. um, and we've grown the company um, consistently sort of year after year. And I put a huge amount of that growth down to having a really strong culture. Um, for me, having a strong culture makes us as a business stronger than the sum of our parts. It binds everyone together. In fact, I often use the sort of the phrase, it's the glue between the different departments. I actually have a sort of slightly um, sort of more kind of grotesque vision uh, of, of, a, of a business being like a human body. Uh, and you have these organs uh, which do specialist things. You know, you have the, the liver, let's say, is your, is your marketing. Yeah. Uh, you have your stomach, which is your, um, uh, let's say it's your sort of finance team. Uh, um, you know, and so you have all these sort of specialist organs that do their jobs. Um, but culture is like the muscle and the tissue that binds it all together and makes all these sort of specialist departments become more effective and more successful um, uh, and makes the sort of body and the business kind of work as one uh, together. Uh, I feel if you don't have this sort of strong tissue, this strong muscle between the different departments, they go off at tangents, um, they focus in different areas, they're not coordinated uh, in their efforts. But if you do have a strong culture that gives people a real common understanding for how to behave, how to communicate, what's important within the business, then you get people headed in the right direction, you get people collaborating really well, and you get the best out of the different teams that you've got uh, across the business. And I've seen that from having a team of two, well up to having a team, you know, a, a distributed team of close to, uh, close to 300. So for me, the culture is the strongest thing. There's a great phrase that uh, culture eats strategy for breakfast, and I'm a big believer in that. You know, if I could choose one thing, uh, a good strategy or a great culture, I would always choose great culture. Ideally both, but if I had to choose, I'd, I'd go for culture. 
Wonderful, wonderful. And I'm all for an analogy. And that is the first time that I've heard <laughs> about the body one, but it's a great one. And also you learn, you learn in parts of the body as well. So it's a, it's a win-win in both. It's good, good for all ages, all generations. <laughs> you know yeah, it's very visual. It's a bit graphic and a bit, a bit sort of, you know, a bit horrible. You, you should have just stuck with visual, you know, <laughs> not with the graphic. I think we were fine until that point. But yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, no, joking aside. Um, yeah, I completely get, and culture underpins everything, doesn't it? And it's important to get it right from the start. Claire. Would you like to add anything to this, your own experiences or any thoughts, anything at all? Uh, very briefly, uh, I think this is my first real experience of uh, culture, company culture, because before um, I've been working at Bright Local, I was a teacher in a system that was generally falling apart. And then I've been self-employed for so many years, I've created my own culture, which is like a culture of uh, one person collaborating with clients and um, a few sort of close other professionals. Um, so for me, it, it's been a very eye-opening and new experience, but fundamentally very, very, very positive. So I think I'm probably quite lucky that I've slipped in uh, uh, here rather than anywhere else. Um, so yeah, that's my experience. Ah, oh, nice, nice, and uh, more more visual language there slipping in, like yeah, slipping in, yeah, lots of that, yeah. We don't use any sort of war war footing language. We're just uh, very much visual, uh, peaceful people. Hundred <laughs> percent. I love it. I love it. Okay, so going back to to you, Miles, um, mm. how do you implement and maintain a healthy company culture? Now, I feel like this is a quite loaded question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yes, how <laughs> how? Yeah. Well, I guess let's assume our culture is, is is healthy and positive. We like to think it is, but let's uh, let's just um, uh, take a leap of faith and say that it is. Um, I think the first thing when it was growing the business. I don't think I was necessarily aware of the culture we were growing until a certain point, and I can't put a date on it, but I think survival was our key, was our key criteria in the kind of early days. And because we're, we're self-funded, we never had any sort of funding, so we've had to kind of grow organically, and, uh, and that was, was great in many respects and also led to, you know, quite a few challenges along the way. But as soon as we kind of kept, came conscious that there was a group of people who um, were coming together regularly that didn't went always you know around me for example so it kind of got the kind of organization got kind of bigger than sort of my sort of personal influence I felt well, hang on I want the company to kind of grow in the right way yes and I made a conscious step of really basically writing down figuring out what I wanted our culture to be which I think is always a key step is make a conscious decision whatever your culture is make a conscious decision about what it is write it down and then clearly communicate that out as often and regularly as possible so that you know what the culture is and so you can answer questions about it but then everyone else kind of joining your business can uh, can also do it um, and so then it's about um, communication uh, and reinforcement uh, as regularly and constantly uh, as possible uh, and for us that starts at the recruitment stage you know mm -hmm. it starts with our job description it just starts with what we put on our about us page so that potential candidates looking to apply for a job clearly know the type of business we are and what that's really good is that it ensures that we recruit people who are committed to working in a place 
with our type of culture. Uh, and often you get um, more candidates and the right type of candidates for your organisation because they're attracted by what you've told them uh, about the business. So that's the first key thing is, is get it right from the outset uh, with recruitment. Um, we have actually have a, um, a belief, we actually, rather than values, we have um, company beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of bright local. And we have what's called our beliefs interview which is where two people across the business, usually me, I try and interview everyone at this stage, um, comes in. And this conversation is not about, do you have the skills and experience to do the job? They've already gone through that phase. This is about, how, what do you like to work with? What do you like as a human being, as a person? Is Bright Local going to be a place where you will love it and flourish? Yeah. That's the key thing. And also, will you become a great team member to work alongside other people who will also really enjoy the experience of working with you and so that's what we try and understand and tease out in our beliefs interview it's got some quite random questions but it's um it really helps to get a different side of the individual from the skills and experience side that you get with more standard uh, interviews and interview questions uh, then it offers you through the onboarding. We really try and reinforce that. I have a, uh, a kind of culture onboarding session with each new starter. Uh, and that's a two-way exercise where I'm talking about their culture, then I'm getting them to reflect it back to me, getting them to participate in a couple of okay. kind of group sessions. That's yeah. really, really effective and really helps bring it to life. Then actually one of the key things we try and do is once we know that someone is, even within their, their sort of three-month um, you know, sort of trial period, we actually try and get them on the other side of a beliefs interview. So they're the one doing the interviewing of someone else coming into the business. Because that's a real epiphany moment where, you know, we've given them almost the keys to the business and say, look, you're a custodian of our culture now. You know, ah. you, you have power of veto if you, don't, if you don't think the person coming in is going to add to that culture. And that's a great step where people have given that kind of authority and, uh, and um, uh, sort of trust to make, to make that key decision. So we try and make that happen ideally within the first uh, first three months is give people put them on the other side of the table and have them have that that other side of that experience and then I think and I think we also do quite a lot is we re- reinforce it through um, small things and big things the best thing we do is we actually run a daily sort of competition on slack called the big heart awards our logo is a heart and it's called the big heart awards and that is a sort of peer-to-peer recognition scheme that runs across the business where people are recognized on slack for exhibiting and living our beliefs um small and large but all kind of going above and beyond and that the lovely thing about that is it kind of drip feeds our culture every day we have around let's say four to six nominations a day uh, from different parts of the organisation, then those are publicly upvoted by other team members and you get little shout-outs and comments off the back of that. Nice. And at the end of each month, we add it all up and we get runners-up and we get winners. Winners get a day's holiday. They also get um, to donate $250 to their charity of their choice. Uh, yeah. And the runners-up get a sort of gift card as well. So that's actually how we, we really drip-feed the culture on a regular basis. So it sounds like there's quite a lot of moving parts to this, isn't there? Like, and yeah, like, so when when you have decided what your healthy culture or what your company culture should be, there's quite a lot of different things that you've got to be aware of and to like manage, I suppose. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting to hear like all the different ways that you do it. It sounds like Bright Local, you guys are smashing it. Um, so Claire, um, what, what benefits have you experienced then, both for like yourself or others? Um, I think, because this is very personal to me, I think the main benefit is that um, the way that I've been working before, which is sort of about only working with people that are very authentic and human and have the same, you know, feel the same way about the world as me, 
um, we just fit it, it fits together like I haven't had to you know obviously I'm part of a different system and different processes but 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 the things that hold bright local together are, are the same thing so it's not been um, difficult for me again very personally I haven't got lost within that or or found that um, it's difficult to navigate in any way um, in if, if anything it's actually um, even nicer than the ones that I set for myself mm-hmm. in terms of sort of kindness, uh, praise, uh, j- just the way that, that, it, that it works within the framework of the, the systems that are in place um, to talk about culture and reward people. Um, so yeah, my, my experience is, um, you know, talking about the Big Heart Awards, um, you know, I'm on Slack, I see that I do, whenever that pops up, I do spend my time just having a little look at it, not because I'm involved in some sort of gamification, but I actually just like seeing what comes up there because it's very interesting for me um, to see how people are, you know, what type of thing comes up there. Because obviously uh, each thing fits in somewhere within like the different parts of the company culture. But it's also like um, because um, finding opportunity within what were traditionally seen as like a failure or a mistake. Um, right, yeah. when, you, when you actually live that and you read it and you see it, it just it makes you feel so like set. It makes you feel happier as a person because you're not worried about, you know, obviously you won't want to make some like business critical awful mistake. Uh, but it, it just means that you don't feel like you're constantly on tender hooks worrying that you're not going to do the right thing, if that makes sense. Yes, it 100% makes sense. And uh, one word that's coming to mind is like wholesome, right? And it feels like it's it's very wholesome. And it's a big thing to be acknowledged, isn't it? And um, especially for those of the company that are day out, day in, day out, um, doing doing good things, really like doing their bit to be part of the culture and show how they are and support or whatever they're doing. So just getting that acknowledgement is is massive, isn't it? And it can go a long way. Um, just just saying thanks or appreciate you or look like that thing that you did was amazing. And yeah, it sounds it sounds like all companies need to be definitely thinking about this and like yeah how they can interweave it more um one of the things that i find great about it i think is because obviously we're located across four countries uh are also at home a lot you know we've got a hybrid sort of working model we're not all in front of each other each day is that it just constantly um reminds other team members uh of the kind of level of kind of commitment and sort of focus um that their, their colleagues are putting in yeah and i think you know when you when you want to do good work and you know we always talk to our team about you know doing the best work of their lives at bright local it's really reassuring when you read these things and you go great my colleagues across the board in different countries and teams are as committed as i am they're trying their hardest the way i am that kind of actually makes you feel like your work and the, what you're putting in uh, <laughs> is being kind of supported and um and sort of followed up uh, with others uh, others in the business so I think that's great and actually what kind of Claire talked about how like the sort of just the sort of slotting in and it feeling quite natural for me that's an essential thing because you want people to to be able to get up to speed quickly you want people to feel that they can just focus on their work um, as quickly as possible and if people come in and it's, and it's an environment they just get because yeah. it's the kind of culture they get they can quickly just be themselves they can relax 
and they can throw themselves into whatever kind of projects and work that they need to do much, much faster. And so people get up to speed much quicker, they feel comfortable, they feel at home, they feel they can be themselves. That takes care of so much of um, the kind of struggles that you know, I guess maybe other organisations might have with getting staff, getting team members to be kind of onboarded and feeling comfortable. And then at the, and then at the flip side, or the, the other end of the, the sort of spectrum, it makes people stay. You know, yeah. people, if you, pay, if, you, if you get over the, the hurdle of just paying people well, so that, so that essentially money is not really a concern because you're paying them a, a good rate, a market rate, then what, what keeps people in a business? It's the ability to do great work. It's the ability to, to work with great people, uh, ability to feel that they are being recognized, rewarded and appreciated. And they stay for longer, you know, and we've, you know, our... This season is sponsored by Bright Local, the all-in-one local SEO platform that helps businesses and agencies drive traffic and leads from local search. It's the only platform that's 100% focused on helping you succeed in local search with a range of tools and features including local rank tracking and auditing, review management, citation building and more. They also have a wealth of free courses in their academy to help you learn and develop your skills to succeed in local SEO. SEO Mindset podcast listeners can take advantage of an exclusive offer. Sign up for a free 14-day Bright Local trial at theseomindset.co.uk forward slash Bright Local and receive $75 in citation builder credits when you go on to take up a subscription at the end of your trial. That link is also in the show notes. T's and C's and further information at theseomindset.co.uk forward slash bright local bright local are our wonderful season sponsors and i'm very excited because we have the founder miles anderson to talk about the recently launched feature ActiveSync. hello miles Hi, Sarah. Thank you very much for having us on. Very excited. I'm very excited to learn all about ActiveSync. So, first question, are you ready? Go for it. Congratulations, firstly, on the new feature launch. It's always like, yeah, like working for Captivate, a fellow SaaS business. It's always exciting, is it? Like all the hard work that goes into a feature when it finally goes out. It's, uh, it's all good news. But yeah, tell us about it. Tell us about ActiveSync. Uh, we're very excited about this. Uh, it's been uh, a sort of feature that's been in demand from you know, a huge range of our customers for a long time. Uh, Taking us a little bit longer to develop than we would have liked, but we've got it out the door. So uh, that is a great, uh, a kind of great step to uh, to kind of got through. Essentially, ActiveSync gives brands and agencies control of their business listings on sites that really do matter the most, like Google, Apple Maps, Facebook, and Bing. Um, it is essentially our always-on solution that keeps business data accurate and synced up across the biggest platforms where a lot of their customers will you know, discover, evaluate, and, and engage uh, with their brands. From our kind of calculations, 92% of local engagement happens across Bing, Apple Maps, Facebook, uh, and um, uh, Google, obviously, the largest one. Um, yet, when you go and buy listings management from a lot of the bigger players, they sell you these vast networks of sites where actually there's very, very little engagement you know, on the, the much sort of smaller domains that they sell to. And so we feel that by really focusing on these key sites, we can help 
brands um, get really good bang for their buck, essentially, by ensuring that they are engaging with their most active users, but they're only paying for the engagement on those really key engagement sites rather than paying for data accuracy across lots of different sites. Sounds wonderful. Is it for both agencies and those in-house? Yeah, it's, uh, we serve marketers, you know, working both within agencies and in-house. And ActiveSync works for businesses of all sizes, from brands with hundreds of locations down to smaller local uh, and regional businesses. Um, those are often managed by external agencies. Um, businesses of all, of all sizes face a lot of the same challenges in terms of keeping their data up to date and accurate uh, and, and in sync. Uh, and so a lot, of the, a lot of the sort of features that we've delivered, you know, work for small businesses, also work for brands as well. We also have some brand rated features such as kind of bulk actions, bulk updates, bulk nice. syncing. It really saves a huge amount of time for those multi-location businesses and franchises. Do you know what? I mean, saving SEO's time, you know, that that's that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, uh, it all sounds wonderful. So, um, last last question. What else can you do with Bright Local? So how, what makes you different from, uh, from other platforms out there? So our mission as, a, as an organization, as, as a sort of platform, is to enable all marketers to become brilliant at local SEO. That's what we're really trying to do, and that's what we kind of gear all our activities around. And essentially, we do this in three ways. The first is through our SEO platform, providing sort of tools, insights, and data to help SEOs understand what's going on and what actions they need to take to drive performance improvements for their clients or for their business. Um, second to that, we have done for you services. As well as being a sort of SaaS business, we also have a very strong sort of service capability. So taking on a lot of the heavy lifting on, I will call it some quite repetitive uh, and some slightly dull tasks that saves SEOs and marketers a huge amount of time. Because as you said, saving marketers and SEOs time is really, really key for them. So a lot of our customers will buy the subscription platform from us and then also use us for services around managing their uh, their business listings, uh, also taking care of some of their reputation management uh, as well. Nice. And the third way that we try and help marketers is through um, raising, raising their understanding and their, their kind of bar of knowledge around SEO. So we provide educational resources such as our free Bright Local Academy uh, that Claire Carlyle has been one of our kind of chief contributors to. Uh, and we've had around, I think we're close to 20,000 marketers go through um, the various training modules on that academy. So we've really helped to sort of share knowledge, um, raise the bar of understanding across marketers, often quite new to the industry. So they become more effective in their work as SEOs and hopefully become more successful in running their own agencies or their consultancies, or if they're working in-house, really helping to drive sort of value for their brands. Uh, and then we also publish a lot of um, research and data around trends in the industry so that people really have uh, a good a good sort of handle on what best practice looks like. Amazing, amazing. Well, thank you very much for uh, joining me, telling me about uh, ActiveSync. And yes, um, that amazing new feature sounds wonderful. And a bit more about Bright Local to those in local SEO who aren't so aware. So thank you very much. Just as a reminder that um, there is a special offer for SEO Mindset listeners, an exclusive offer. Yeah, exciting. Uh, so yes, when you sign up for a free trial, um, if you then take up a subscription, you get $75 in citation building credits. So yes, um, amazing, amazing offer for SEO Mindset listeners. So thank you, Bright Local. I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes for that. Uh, so yes, right. Thank you, Miles. Thanks, Sarah.
Hi, Sarah here from the SEO Mindset. Just a quick reminder that if you do enjoy the podcast and what me and Tasman are doing, you can support by donating as little as £5 to us via our Buy Me A Coffee page. Just head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash donate. There will be a link to that page in this episode's show notes. And also, we'd love it if you shared our podcast with others. The more listeners we get, we can continue to find awesome guests to join us for episodes and talk about important topics. So the next time you are listening to an episode and think someone would enjoy, tell them. Open up the episode in your app, find the share button, and you will be able to copy the link to the episode and send it to them via WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Slack. There's so many ways that you can help us spread the word. You know, this year alone, we've celebrated um, milestones for team members for, you know, seven, eight, ten, and eleven years at Bright Local. Um, you know, we've been going fourteen years, and I think our average sort of tenure is is four years and climbing now. Nice. And I put a huge amount of that down to people getting the culture right, being consistent, and bringing in people whose own individual sort of personalities match that uh, that culture. Hundred percent, and it sounds like it's working. Um, Right, unfortunately, we are going to have to take a short break. Um, but yeah, it's been really interesting to hear like the importance and like how, how it's working. And it is working at Bright Local with like everything that you've achieved and what you've just shared just then. Um, so let's take a short break. Um, and then when we're back with part two, uh, we'll be talking about um, more about company culture, but more towards like how it helps when you've got crisis and you need to lead through a crisis. So yes, join us back for part two. This season is sponsored by Bright Local, the all-in-one local SEO platform that helps businesses and agencies drive traffic and leads from local search. It's the only platform that's 100% focused on helping you succeed in local search, with a range of tools and features including local rank tracking and auditing, review management, citation building and more. They also have a wealth of free courses in their academy to help you learn and develop your skills to succeed in local SEO. SEO Mindset podcast listeners can take advantage of an exclusive offer. Sign up for a free 14-day Bright Local trial at theseomindset.co.uk forward slash Bright Local and receive $75 in citation builder credits when you go on to take up a subscription at the end of your trial. That link is also in the show notes. T's and C's and further information at theseomindset.co.uk forward slash bright local hi sarah here from the seo mindset just a quick reminder that if you do enjoy the podcast and what me and tasman are doing you can support by donating as little as five pound to us via our buy me a coffee page just head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash donate there will be a link to that page in this episode's show notes. And also, we'd love it if you shared our podcast with others. The more listeners we get, we can continue to find awesome guests to join us for episodes and talk about important topics. So, 
The next time you are listening to an episode and think someone would enjoy, tell them. Open up the episode in your app, find the share button, and you will be able to copy the link to the episode and send it to them via WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Slack. There's so many ways that you can help us spread the word. We are back for part two. Thank you for joining us again. Uh, So yes, so we've already delved into company culture, why it's important, and obviously Bright Local have shared, um, well, Claire and Miles have shared experiences and how how that works. So another loaded question for you, Miles. Uh, How does company culture help during a crisis? Uh, it's a great question, and I guess to give it some context, in the 14 years we've been going, I would say we've probably been through four moments that I would consider to be kind of an existential crisis for the business. The first two happened to involve uh, Google making some fairly tectonic changes to um, uh, their own kind of algorithms, their own platform that affected us. But the two that are probably most uh, sort of broad-reaching and in, in people's minds is obviously when COVID hit and how that radically changed the way that we work as, work as a business, whether we would actually still even be in business at that time. Uh, and then, as I alluded to earlier, we have an office in Ukraine. We've been working with Ukrainian software engineers for about 10 years. And so, obviously, the war in Ukraine, um, which is still raging on and causing huge amounts of pain and suffering to a whole nation, uh, as well as our team, is probably the two, the two kind of key crises that mm-hmm. um, I've witnessed our culture uh, carry us carry us through. Uh, and I think it's absolutely essential. Um, when times are good, when it's all going well and the sun is shining and, you know, growth seems easy, it's quite easy to make pledges and promises about a culture and you make kind of commitments to team. And when it's all going well, it's quite easy to do that. But when, um, when you know, when, when the struggles really hit, that's when your culture is, is truly tested. And can you stand up and be true to those commitments that you made in the in the good times and can your can your kind of culture uh, carry you through i'd always wondered how good we were actually until um the crisis hit because you never really know until you're properly tested uh, and we were absolutely tested in those two moments so covid obviously we were a five day a week in the office sort of organization prior to that and suddenly we were all at home and so we had to find new ways of working communicating yeah. dealing with the, the various sort of challenges and the team really rallied around they wanted to make it work uh, and similarly with with uh, the the kind of war in Ukraine, um, you know our team were scattered at at a Kiev, you know at a moment's notice, and popped up in different parts of Europe, different parts of Western U- Ukraine, and actually you know it took us about two weeks to get back to sort of anything like sort of full velocity in terms of our development. It was actually amazingly quick in terms of these, you know our team members' lives had got entirely turned on their heads, uh, and they were living in an incredibly stressful environment, but. They wanted to work because it gave them a distraction from the news cycle. Yeah. And they wanted to help Bright Local work because in a symbiotic relationship, if Bright Local was successful and, and, it, you know, and, it, and it kept flourishing, they had jobs um, that would keep money coming in during a, t- a time of incredible, incredible uncertainty. And so having a strong culture, I think, in a time of crisis is so important because it's when you need, you need your team members to, to want the business to succeed. You need your team members to want to collaborate with each other, to want to stay in communication and to see the business through uh, the troubling times um, that we've got. Uh, and so I think it's actually so much more important in a time of crisis um, that you have that strong culture to really fall back on. Uh, and I'm very glad to say that we've, we've kind of come through those, those two particular moments uh, in, in, relative, in relative health. 
Yes, I mean, yeah, um, thank you for sharing that and yeah, being so open because I think, yeah, when you find yourself at a crisis, whatever that crisis is, like things like a company culture and having a healthy or a structured company culture really goes a long way and it helps so much, doesn't it? And it, yeah, it comes from that, it's not, it's not one of these nice to have or a fluffy term. It's like, no, this is important. This is, we, we need it. Um, Claire, would you like to add anything? I think so. I think um, the, the crisis part, I mean, the, the biggest one that I have ever experienced in terms of company culture is probably, you know, again, living and working through COVID. Yeah. So um, my at the time, I was um, just purely self-employed as Claire Carlisle Marketing and had um, re chosen to put all of my eggs into the tourism and hospitality basket. So 100% of my clients were within those sectors. Um, so like pretty much within the first week, I was down to, I don't know, 10% of my um, monthly income. Um, so I guess my company culture at the time previously had been and did stand me in good stead which was um do you know do good work um with good people that are authentic and care about stuff and I know that sounds really oh god everyone has that but you know they don't all really have it um and so I think that the the nicest thing that happened to me during covid was someone helping me put together a tweet um which said a little bit about what I did and um, that I was open for work and it got so many retweets and all these people came to me to offer me work even if it was just a day's work here and there they didn't really need that work some of them but they actually did it and I actually I said yeah I'll do that little tiny bit of consultancy for you and that for me was what kept me going um, through um, COVID and that for me um, was also what allowed me to springboard into where I am now the customers I have the people that I work with my relationship with um, Bright Local very much came from that time when I, I did my first course in the academy and um, you know that was my main opportunity within that time was was actually writing and then uh, presenting that course um yeah so for me that that's the biggest thing and so I do give myself a little pat on the back uh just for having a good company coach <laughs> internally which was just based around you know be be, be you know of, you know be nice but not in that sort of be nice be nice but just I had people that cared about me and that thought I did a good job and they helped they looked after me basically so a hundred percent and it is a big pat on the back and like it's relationships at the end of the day isn't it like mm. they're important mm. and it all kind of feeds into what we're talking about about today um time i always say this on every episode time <laughs> is flying yeah yeah but you really mean it on this episode, i know, so don't I know. You? you definitely yeah. get uh we joked but you're coming back for another duo it's, it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah. like, you know we we can talk about so many different okay. things um but yes um ah right so my next question miles key hmm. takeaway from today's episode key takeaway so i think it would firstly to be really clear what you want your culture to be as early on as possible uh, and then be really consistent so that your team know how to behave 
and what to expect. Um, I'd also say that some people I talk to say, oh, building a, a healthy culture involves, you know, sort of handing out lots of sort of benefits and perks, and that's expensive, and, you know, I just want people to do a job, and, you know, I pay them, that should, that should be enough. And I think my message to them is, it does take time to build a strong culture. And yes, it does cost a little bit more upfront to kind of give people the, a great work experience because you have to invest to, to kind of create that experience. But it pays off enormously, enormously over time from everything through to easier recruitment through to kind of longer retention and all the various kind of costs that kind of go along, uh, go along with that. And you will never um, be happier um, than when you're facing a crisis that all businesses do when you've got a, a really strong culture to fall back on. You'll be so glad you made that investment in, in building that culture. 100%, 100% agree. And I will uh, just say that um, I will make sure, because um, there is an article on Bright Local's website um, that you wrote about leading through crisis. So I'll make sure that that link is in this episode's yeah. show notes and then people can carry on reading because it's really important. It's really hard to like cover such an important topic in a short yeah. space of time. Uh, so yeah, go and check out that resource. We always ask every um, guest, and Claire, this is your question. What is the best career advice you've ever received? Um, uh, <clears throat> It's the career advice I'd give myself. Am I, is that allowed? Oh, uh, anything, go okay, for it. All right. As it's you, Claire. Or, oh, yes, yes, personal. Yeah. Your personal experience, yeah. Okay, I'll just pretend that someone else gave it to me. Uh, this is this is what I sort of, yeah, did someone give it to me? I read it in a book. Um, <laughs> career advice, uh, well, it, it changes, doesn't it? So it depends where you are and what you're doing. But the, the interesting thing for me about jobs and career and what you need to choose and what you need to be is this idea that you've got three circles and um, like a, is that a Venn diagram. So you've got here the things, the things that you're good at. OK, the things that you're good at, one circle. The second one is the things that bring you joy, because obviously it would be nice. You could be very good at something, but you hate it so much. And the third thing is what you want to get back from it. So um, a lot of people think about it in terms of, uh, you know, what is money? What is success? But, it, you know, in terms of, you know, could it be how much you're paid? But really, it comes down to how much free time do you want? How much mm -hmm. do you want to work? How much money? What, you know, what is your thing? What are you, what are you, you know, what, you, what do you need out of those things? And then you try and find some little sweet spot where those three things intersect. Um, and for me, I think just having a clear idea of that will help you shape uh, your journey on your career path, which you are free and welcome to change at any time. I think that's one of the things is we get quite fixed on it being a very linear thing. It isn't linear because what we want out of it could change year by year. So and also success looks like something very different to different people. So being clear on what success looks like to you at that point in time is important, I think. That is fabulous advice, Claire. And I'm glad. Thank, that, thank you. Yes. Gold star. Gold star. Thank you. I thank do you. I love that. Yeah. Great to share with our audience. Um, and all, another question that we also ask is um, recommending, uh, if you could each recommend one person that our audience should be following in the SEO industry. Claire, why don't you go first? Oh, one person, but it depends. I can't because it depends can't what you're focusing. Um, 
No. Um, well, obviously a reach, isn't it? I mean, it's a reach. <laughs> I, it's it, is a hard, it is a hard question it is a hard question and like yes um and there's loads of fabulous people out there um but yes Arij look we love Arij Arij is a great choice uh so yes we'll make sure that we include um yeah links to Arij in the show notes Miles um if it's okay by you Sarah I'm going to I'm going to sort of break the rule and um tell you who my two biggest influences in culture uh, yes, are. do it. Do the first it. one is a very well-known um, Simon Sinek, who uh, I he I felt I learned a lot about how businesses could be run from him and how you don't have to run them um, like um, just kind of commercial beasts. There is a, a deep opportunity to be incredibly hum human and humane with how you run uh, your organisation. Yeah. So I thank you for that. And another chap called Patrick Lencioni, who's another great uh, sort of writer around leadership, writes lots of leadership fables that have also taught me lots of lessons about how I want to have an impact as a leader that goes beyond just making money. I, how do I want to have an impact on the lives of the people who give up so much time and effort working for Bright Local and then you know, their families and the wider communities in which we work? I found both their books, uh, or their various books and talks, both inspiring, but also um, practical and easy to apply. Wonderful, wonderful. I make sure that I'll include links of some sort to, to those people as well. Um, and then, yes, obviously I'll include um, your social handles and uh, website link in the show notes, but how best can people reach out to you? And let's go with Claire first. On the Twitter, at Claire Carlisle. Uh, I would say just email me, uh, miles, M-Y-L-E-S, at brightlocal.com. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Right, I'm very sad to say this, but that is the end of this week's episode. So thank you. I know, I know. We all need to do a sigh together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you both of you for joining me and yeah, talking about something that was quite, quite heavy, but it was, it was good. It was a good discussion and I'm glad that we had this time and space to, to talk about it. So thank you very much. Sarah, it's been, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for having us on. Thank you for having us. Wonderful. Right. And yes. And until next time to our listeners, take care of yourself. <laughs>